The streaming wars continue with yet another entry, albeit one that's already quietly been in the mix. I'm talking about Paramount Plus. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to talk about the latest streaming service is the world-leading authority on televisions, David Katzmeyer. Welcome, David. Hey, Roger. Good to be back. Paramount Plus made a big splash with a series of Super Bowl commercials. It probably led to folks wondering, what the heck is this thing? Uh, you know, clearly is bringing together a bunch of CBS and Viacom shows and movies. But we've actually already had a version of Paramount Plus for a couple of years now. It's CBS All Access. So what's the deal here? So, uh, Roger, the, the thing is that CBS merged with Viacom uh, recently. And so what they're going to do is they're rebranding their service to kind of bring in all those other Viacom properties, MTV, BET, Comedy Central. And also, you know, they own Paramount Movie Studios. So that's going in there as well. So all these kind of things are going to get wrapped up uh, along with the CBS shows, a lot of CBS shows that you know and love. Um, from yeah, and CBS All Access, they actually called it a rebranding to start out. So changing the name, uh, probably a few logos and things like that. We saw the Super Bowl commercial featured a mountain that all of these, you know, well-known CBS characters from SpongeBob to Picard to you know football players uh, were climbing. Um, so that's there. It's mostly a rebrand. I think at, the, at launch, it's going to be mostly the same content as CBS All Access with a couple new things. Right. There is an event coming up uh, a week from today, actually. A, uh, basically, it is Viacom CBS's earnings, but they're also taking that as an opportunity to run through some of the content and maybe some additional details on Paramount+. Plus. Now, we were we were all sitting in, tuning into the Disney investor presentation back in November, which I think it was four hours long and basically was just a, a marathon session of new content. Are you expecting something similar from this event or what 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 are you expecting or what are you hoping for at least to get out of this from this event? So I'm I'm hoping for some new exciting content. Um, you know, I, my hope is a little bit uh, dampened by that Super Bowl commercial. You'd think if they were gonna launch, uh, you know, a big splashy new show, you know, talk about some new stars they have, they would be in that commercial for the Super Bowl if anywhere. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, they've already said that the one of the launch movies is going to be SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run, uh, but that's you know not an original that they've talked about a few. Uh, original properties uh, they're saying coming soon, one called The Lioness, uh, which is uh, by the creator of Yellowstone, uh, the hit series on Paramount Network, which is also going to be on Paramount Plus, Yellowstone, that is. So, you know, there's a few things, but maybe they'll maybe they'll surprise us. It'd be great to see, you know, a, a couple new, at least one new uh, Star Trek series, for example, to kind of, you know, cater to fans uh, who uh, are looking for something new in that franchise. And, and I know that even before the announcement of Paramount Plus, you know, Star Trek, they they'd announced a number of upcoming Star Trek projects. Uh, I, I know there there are a number in the works. Um, so yeah, I think if you're you're a Star Trek fan or hardcore Star Trek fan, I mean, this is this is kind of a no brainer. Any sense of how much the service will cost? Uh, and 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 just for reference, how much does CBS All Access cost right now? So we're guessing they're going to be the same. They haven't confirmed that, you know, uh, they will probably on that investor day uh, meeting next week. So right now, CBS Alexis is it starts at six bucks a month. That's the version with ads. If you decide to not uh, have ads, it's 10 bucks a month. And then they're running a deal right now where you can get a full year uh, of the service for 30 bucks, which is, you know, the equivalent of like five months. So if you, if you're a Star Trek fan, you're, you're all in, you might as well jump on that deal now. Um, 
so, you know, it's, it's really competitive. You know, you look at Hulu, for example, that's six bucks a month with ads, uh, $12 without ads. Um, it's cheaper already than, uh, you know, obviously Netflix, uh, Disney plus the services that do have ads or that don't have ads. So, you know, it's right in there, uh, in that wheelhouse of affordability. I think it'd be hard for them to, to ask more for it. One thing I'd like to see though, is, is for them to do a free tier, Roger, something that uh, Peacock launched with, for example, and it's proven really popular, kind of, you know, has a pared down catalog, you know, again, obviously you're watching ads, but you know, you can, you can you know, check it out for free. They haven't announced anything like that, but that'd be pretty cool if they did that and help them really compete in this super crowded streaming marketplace. Yeah, it's definitely crowded. There, there are a lot of uh, competing services that are vying for your money. I'm curious where this service is available. Is it largely a U.S. thing, or is it, or are there international expansion plans? Yeah, so Paramount Plus is launching. I mean, right now, CBS All Access, same same deal. It's in U.S. and Latin America. The, the launch on March fourth will be there as well. Um, Canada also launches on March fourth uh, for Paramount Plus, but they're saying the expanded catalog won't be till later. Uh, in the year, no announcements yet on on other places around the world. Uh, you know, again, that's a big deal for streaming services to expand around the world and and you know take advantage of rights. But then you know, rights are are, are a complicated deal, Roger. And and you know, CBS All Access has a lot of content where the rights are kind of tied up. Um, you know, in various places and and in different uh, you know situations. So that's one of the things that's strange about the service is that there's a lot of shows that you think you know you associate with CBS but aren't. Uh, CBS All Access, stuff like Big Bang Theory, for example, Two and a Half Men, How I Met Your Mother. All those shows are not on CBS All Access. They're on other properties, HBO Max, Peacock, Hulu. So that that's you know one of those kind of gotchas where you're like, okay, isn't this a CBS show? Well, actually, it's, it's a lot more complex than that. And, and they've they've decided to you know kind of bifurcate their business model by by you know uh, selling a lot of those shows, licensing them to other services. Yeah, I have to say that looking at the the content that's available right now. One, of, I think, one of the big challenges will be ramping up their original programming. Uh, right now, it's it's largely synonymous with Star Trek. I know there's things like Twilight Zone. There's a couple of other shows there, but really, when you think about CBS All Access, presumably Paramount Plus when it gets rebranded, it's it's largely Star Trek. Let me just run through some of the projects or some of the properties they've got. Obviously, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Decks. They also have an upcoming Star Trek Section 31 spinoff, which presumably might star Michelle Yeoh. We'll see. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which is a Nickelodeon show. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is a spinoff with uh, Spock and Christopher Pike. Uh, that's that's a lot of Star Trek. That's a lot to to bet onto one franchise. You know, given the fact that you know we have a number of these different services you mentioned, Peacock. There's there's Hulu. There's Disney Plus. There's uh, Discovery Plus. Uh, there are a number of these services out there. Like, is there room for yet another one like CBS All Access or Paramount Plus? So we'll see. You know, I think a lot of it depends on on pricing and marketing. And original series, as you mentioned, are a big part of it. One one kind of ace in the hole, though, that CBS All Access has and that Paramount Plus will continue to have is a live TV component. So if you subscribe for you know six bucks a month to CBS All Access, you will get access to the local CBS station live. And that's especially important for, for sports. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl uh, was on CBS this year. All NFL, uh, you know, CBS Sunday games are going to be, you know, again, streamed live uh, to the local uh, CBS station, which, you know, if you're a, su a subscriber to Paramount Plus, you'll be able to watch those live. Um, they also have a deal for Champions League and Europa League soccer. 
And, you know, obviously all the other uh, CBS sports properties like uh, the Masters and SEC, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a that's a differentiator there. Um, it hasn't, you know, really let CBS All Access explode in popularity. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, Paramount Plus markets more, uh, you know, about their sports or if they acquire more sports properties. It'd be really interesting to see what happens with. Um, you know, NFL's uh, Sunday ticket, which, you know, rumors have been that it's going to lose its exclusivity to DirecTV for a while. We'll see what there's a, a, a DirecTV investor meeting coming up as well. See what's going to happen there uh, for AT&T. So, you know, that's a possibility. You know, CBS is obviously huge at football and, and football is kind of one of the few things that's keeping live TV uh, around right now. So, you know, if, if they want to make Paramount Plus more appealing, maybe they'll lean more into sports. That is a good point that, that although sports is costly and at least one thing we haven't seen so far is the kind of money being poured into a service like this not you're not seeing it in the same scale as an HBO Max or Disney Plus where they are literally pouring millions of futures futures of those companies are, are are seem to be riding a lot on that whereas CBS All Access or now Paramount Plus, it's unclear where it kind of stands in the sort of priority. It's clearly a priority, but is it the priority for this combined company? Yeah, I, I don't think so, Roger. I mean, it, it does seem like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to have their licensing money coming from you know their local stations, uh, the shows that you know they produce that they're selling to other properties, other streaming services, and they've said as much. You know, they're they're going to try and and straddle the old uh, business model of television with the new streaming service. And if they can carve out enough um, exclusive stuff uh, to make Paramount Plus appealing, then you know maybe that'll work. But it does feel like you know, a little bit like Peacock before that with NBC and Comcast, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of betting on more uh, niche programming and, you know, not necessarily putting all their eggs in one basket like Disney did to huge success. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, Disney uh, really wrote the book on, on clawing everything back that they could and, and making it so you pretty much have to subscribe to their service. Yeah. Well, Disney plus, I feel like is in a different stratosphere it's you know there's netflix which is the overall leader disney plus though with with nearly 100 million subscribers after just a year is kind of a breakout hit i feel like paramount plus would be competing with the hbo maxes and peacocks in terms of that number three four five position uh in this very busy space uh yeah and and given your your technical background especially when it comes to video quality i'm just curious what uh for folks who are interested in that and kind of stacking up the technical aspects of these services, where does CBS All Access or what Paramount or what will be Paramount Plus, how does it stack up against some of these other services in terms of things like you know 4K resolution, um, audio fidelity, all those all those technical things? I know you're you're into. Yeah. So Roger, long story short, they haven't uh, really kept up uh, with the competitors. Netflix. Uh, you know, is the best uh, in terms of that technical stuff. They've been supporting Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos and HDR basically since, you know, it was possible to support those. Uh, and, you know, there's other services that do very well. Apple TV Plus comes to mind as, you know, kind of everything is in those high fidelity uh, formats. Uh, they haven't announced yet at CBS what it's going to be, uh, whether they're going to support 4K, whether they're going to support HDR, uh, Atmos, um, those next gen formats, uh, you know, CBS All Access doesn't right now. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they try to make a play there. It was less of a priority for HBO Max when they launched Rogers. So if you want to go back to that launch, it took them a while to get anything in 4K. 
um, that the first thing they did was Wonder Woman um, in 4K and now HBO Max, which is an interesting counterpoint to uh, Paramount because they also own a movie studio and Warner Movies. And, and they decided to go ahead and, and launch their their slate of 2020 movies primarily, well, not primarily, but at the same time as in theaters and on the streaming service. So you have films like, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong and, um, you know, the, the new uh, HBO or the Warner movies, The Matrix and Dune coming out later this year are going to be on HBO Max, uh, you know, at the same time as they are in theaters. If, you know, Paramount Plus wants to do something like that and go, you know, kind of all in on making their movies, the Paramount movies, new Paramount movies uh, available on that service, that would be great. I don't anticipate that. Um, you know, I think it would, it would help their popularity as it has with HBO Max, but they haven't announced anything like that. Uh, thanks, David, for your time. You can check out our streaming coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.